Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for Nehemiah chapter 8. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. Remember, this is around the Feast of Tabernacles time. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and the women, And those that could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose, and beside him stood Mattathiah, and Shema, and Ananiah, and Urijah, and Hilkiah, and Messiah on his right hand, and on his left hand, Padeah, and Mishael, and Milkiah, and Mashun, and Hajbanah, and Zechariah, and Meshalon. What is that, twelve people maybe? And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord God with their faces to the ground. And Jeshua and Beni and Sherebiah, Jamin, Akum, Akub, Shabbatai, Hadijah, and some other guys, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And, and now it mentions in the um, footnote here, expanded the meaning. It is held by some that the explanation was in Aramaic. Thus the first translating or targum of the scripture occurred. This appears to be the first time a synagogue or place to read the scriptures was set up after their exile in Babylon. Some of the Jews did not understand the words that were read because their language had been changed. Only those that retained their understanding of Hebrew could understand it and explain it to others. So that's what's going on here, that they're explaining the law to those that didn't quite understand. Verse 9, And Nehemiah, which is the Tirsh- which is the Tirshathah, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. In other words, give to the poor. For this day is holy unto, uh, unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, I hold your peace, for the day is holy, neither be ye grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth or rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites, unto Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths. This is the characteristic tradition of the Feast of Tabernacles in the Feast of the Seventh Month, or the Feast of Booths, as in the, or the Feast of Ingathering. Verse 15, and, they, and, they, and that they should publish and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go forth into the mount and fetch olive branches and pine branches and myrtle branches and palm branches and branches of thick trees to make booths as it is written. 
So the people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths, every one upon the roof of his house and in their courts and in the courts of the house of God and in the street of the water gate and in the street of the gate of Ephraim. And all the congregation of them that were come again out of the captivity made booths and sat under the booths for since the days of Jeshua or Joshua, the son of Nun, unto that day had not the children of Israel done so, and there was very great gladness. Also, day by day, from the first day unto the last day, he read in the book of the law of God, and they kept the feast seven days, and on the eighth day was the solemn, was the solemn assembly, according unto the manner. Bruce R. McConkie said, One of the three great feasts at which the attendance of all male Israelites was compulsory, the Feast of Tabernacles, was by all odds Israel's greatest feast. Coming only five days after the Day of Atonement, it was thus celebrated when the sins of the chosen people had been removed and when their special covenant relation to Jehovah had been renewed and restored. Above all other occasions, it was one for rejoicing, bearing testimony, and praising the Lord. In the full sense, it is the Feast of Jehovah, the one Mosaic celebration which, as part of the restitution of all things, shall be restored when Jehovah comes to reign personally upon the earth for a thousand years. Even now we perform one of its chief rituals in our solemn assemblies, the giving of the Hosanna shout, and the worshippers of Jehovah shall yet be privileged to exult in other of its sacred rituals. In Zechariah it says, And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which come against, which came against Jerusalem shall even go up year, from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. That will be the day when the law shall go forth from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Manifestly, when the Feast of Tabernacles is kept in that day, its ritualistic performances will confirm to the new gospel order and not include the Mosaic order of the past. It is possible that the second coming will occur during that time of the year when the Feast of Tabernacles occurs, celebrating the harvest. And so, as it mentions here, that during the millennium that we will celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles again. I'm just wondering if it might be in conjunction with the second coming also. Anyway, that's uh, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.